another episode of the Fly and the Wall Show. Man, I'm so happy you made it this far. I would never let fear hold me back ever again. And I got a special guest. This is about to be an amazing conversation. I got the legendary power move maker and shaker. This is about to be an amazing conversation, man. I swear I hear it all like a fly on the wall. But truly, I'm not small. I'm the flyest of all. And this a meeting ground for the blessing profound. The hottest talk show around. You better turn up your sound. Because if you want to be great, you got to learn from the greats. Analyze what they say and avoid their mistakes. If you got what it takes, just give me a call. I'm here to hear it all. It's the Fly on the Wall show. It was a busy day, man. We had about 11 cleanings today and yeah. nothing went wrong, but... Uh, it's just when you got this, when you got so many moving parts at one time, you can you can't just relax. Yeah, let's talk about it, man. Congratulations. I thought you retired. Yeah, I mean, retired, I'm retired huh? from my job, my uh, <laughs> my corporate life, I guess you would say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What were you doing in corporate? Uh, so I was a director at an IT firm um, for nine years. Wow. I managed a team of about thirty-five. I had three managers, two team leads, and uh, we were doing IT for hedge funds and private equities. Wow, man, that's amazing. Nine years? Nine years, yeah, I was there. Is that, is that your queen right there? How you doing today? Hello, how you doing? What's up, what's up? Thank you for asking. Well, first of all, I was going to say, you know, thank you guys for, you know, taking the time to do this. I'm so grateful. Absolutely, absolutely. And congratulations again as well. I know you guys are expecting very soon. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we got about three, three weeks or so. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Wow. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to do this, man. And so, guys, for the people who do not know who you are, can you take the time to introduce yourself, please? Yeah. So, uh, my name is Anthony, and uh, I'm Janoka. Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Been in Dallas, Texas for about almost six years now. And um, moved out here for my job. Like I said, I'm a director at an IT firm. You were. I was a director at an IT firm. I recently <laughs> retired. Recently retired from my nine-to-five. Yes. And uh, now working full time in our businesses, and Janoka is a. I'm a mental health therapist, so I am licensed in New York and Texas. I currently hold two nine to five jobs along with our businesses that we have, um, and baby on the way. So yeah, we, yeah we that's own a, who we are. <laughs> we own a business. We own a virtual assistant business. We got two rental properties, and uh, I think that's it right now. And wow. then our brand, Harchimony, is a business within itself. Absolutely. So. First of all, that's amazing. And how old are you guys, if I ask? Um, I'm 33. 32. 33. <laughs> and I'm 35. Yeah. Wow. So you guys are pretty young. Wow. So first of all, let's get, you know, how did you guys, you guys are both from Brooklyn, New York? Yeah. Born and raised. Guys, born and raised. How long have you guys known each other? uh probably 20 years plus at this point i don't know exactly how long but around there yeah we from met 33 13 yeah that sounds about right yeah we met in middle school yeah wow yeah oh wow so you guys so you, have you guys always been like together or is it just it was, a, it was a friendship at first uh no we weren't always together we were together probably high school and then we separated when we went to college we each had our own relationship in life when we were in college then got back together after college so we've been together probably since 2012, 2011, 2012. Um, yeah, got married 2016, and that's when we moved to Dallas. And so, yeah, we're going to be six years married in May. Well, congratulations. Is it safe to say you guys are, like, maybe, like, best friends? Yeah. Yeah. 
I would say so. <laughs> Let me, I don't know who else I've known that long yeah. besides family, obviously. Uh, well, yeah. so I'm, at, I'm asking because me and my girl have been together for a long time as well. So, I'm, so when did you guys first started like working together? Was that always an idea that you guys were going to work together, be partners in business as well as life, or is it just something that just happened? Uh, absolutely not in regards to working <laughs> together not. for businesses um, because we had never spoke about owning a business, having a business, wanting to run a business, nothing like that. Um, entrepreneurship or just business in general was never in our conversations until we paid off debt. I think that's when it became part of our life or we were open to it. Wow. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, you know, speaking about paying off debt, you guys had like a very, you know, you know, interesting way of doing it. You guys increased your income. Can we talk a little bit about that? How did you guys balance everything? You guys are still seeming, seeming like you guys are balancing a lot of different things. What, what allowed you guys to be able to create that balance and as well as, you know, decrease that debt in your lives? Yeah, we had, um, we had $114,000 of debt and that was her student loans. My her student loans was like 60,000, 65,000. Yeah, because I went to a private school for my master's program. So that was the majority mm -hmm. of her loans. The majority of our loans was her 68,000 in her loans, mm -hmm. about 24,000 in mine and then a car and then credit card debt. So that was our bulk of our, our student loan debt. And while we were trying to raise our income, our goal was just to just to pay off the debt. Yeah. And then we realized, you know, we could pay off our debt a lot faster if we start making more money. As simple as it sounds, no one ever thinks about ways to make more money. Everyone thinks about ways of cutting expenses, but no one really thinks about how can I make more money? So we started making more money. We started, um, we were, both worked at a, a gym. We started watching dogs. We were renting out my car. And his debt was just, and even though we both have high paying nine to fives, uh, we were just taking every other, we were budgeting and putting out all that money that we weren't spending right to the debt. So, so we got, um, I got a bonus from my job two or three years in a row, two years in a row, and all of it went right to the debt. Every single um, bonus we got increases went right to that debt. Yeah. So with the, we like, we're high income earners. And when we started budgeting, we saw like how much money that we weren't spending monthly. So we was able to throw that to debt. And then with all the side hustles that we were doing, four or five of them at the same time, we were able to throw, throw that to debt. So there's months that we were throwing $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 towards debt every month wow. because we were raising our income so much and we had this additional income. As we were living, we lived pretty below our means for the income that we get. So that was helping as well. Yeah. Okay, well, that's amazing, first of all. But I, when did you did you guys ever get a chance to sleep? I know you guys got more. Jobs, <laughs> like, what, was, what was sleep like for you guys? So oh, sleeping, we guarantee eight hours in this household. This yeah. <laughs> sleeping, sleeping was an issue. All of our everything that we was doing was pretty flexible. We right. were able to do it around hour hours. So if we're watching dogs, the dogs come when we're available. When we're working at the gym, it was when we we're available to work. Um, if I was running out my car it was out making money while, you know, we were sleeping. So that wasn't really an issue. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then I had, on top of that, I had worked from home since I moved down <laughs> to Dallas. So that helped with flexibility as well. I was done with my day job by 4 p.m. So we still had the rest of the evening. Wow, that's dope. And then, so you guys have been working together for pretty, pretty, how long have you guys been actually in business together? 2017 business was 2017 yeah yeah november 2017 but the business the, the family money 
we started putting our money together when we got engaged. Nice. Living so, together. So when well, we started at the same time. Yeah. When we started living together and got engaged, mm -hmm. that was the first time we actually put our money together. So all the money that we were bringing in, as like, all right, we're gonna put it towards this so that we can start paying the bills together. So mm -hmm. the that was our first management of like something together at that point. And uh, obviously the the, the house that we lived in and then the wedding. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, so you know, as a couple that is working together, how do you guys like? How do you guys like work together? Do you feel like is there is there is there any times where you have to like balance egos or delegate tasks to whoever is stronger at certain tasks? Like, how does that go for you guys? Uh, I don't know if egos is something for us. Not to say it's not for other people, but for course, us necessarily. But definitely, uh, we speak on knowing your weaknesses and strengths and going off of that. Because it will be fools for him to say, like, oh, fix this on the website. I have no idea how to fix anything on the website, right? Um, so that's how we do it with our businesses, that he would handle the um, IT part of it, if you will, or the computer part of it. And then on the other side, I would handle the customer service side of it because, like I said, I'm a therapist. Um, and just in regards to patience and everything is just best that i was <laughs> i respond to people so that and we've learned that and so that's how we delegate it within all of our businesses when it comes down to it absolutely and you guys have several different type of businesses what kind of prompted you to start the various services they come out of you know necessity as a something that you guys needed and you saw a need or what, what made you choose the different businesses you guys started yeah so the first one was a cleaning business and that was just um, listening to a podcast. I heard a story about a kid making money um, without cleaning. So I brought the idea to Janoka, and she was like, no, absolutely not. So we started that business with the sole purpose of paying off debt. And we realized that we didn't need the money to pay off the debt because it was, it was going down pretty fast. So we started taking that money and just kind of putting it back in the business and saving it up to our, in, in a bank account. Um, car rental business, listen to a podcast. I want to try something new. I wanted to get cars and stuff like that. So uh, that was that. Rental property, it was just like, all right, well, we know we want to invest in real estate one day. Let's try that. Now we have technically three properties under our belt, two investment properties, and then our um, current um, home that we live in. And then the virtual assistant business we own actually came from a friend. We were using this service. And we do virtual assistance for cleaning business owners who okay. want to grow and scale without actually kind of answering phones and doing all the customer service stuff. Mm -hmm. So we were using this service already and they were going out of business. And I was like, yo, like, don't go, like, we love the service. Like, how can we get this business from you? And they brought a number to us. I bought the number to Janoka and she said, no, of course. <laughs> and- um, So you're the idea guy I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely the idea guy. Yes. And uh, we ended up buying the virtual assistant business and we've been running that for a year now, so. A lot of it comes from just, you know, listening to other people's conversations and also being prepared for opportunities. So pretty much something that works. You see something that works and you, you run an idea by her. She says, yes, you guys do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's never a yes. It's usually, an, an, it's it's usually, usually like a, a no or uh, <laughs> bring more information my way. Or not right we, now. We can get back to it. <laughs> Has there ever been an idea that you brought to her and she was like, no. And you was like, nah, you got to do this. It's a good idea. She said, no. You, you kept bothering and bothering her, and then she finally was like, oh, let's try it out, and it ended up working. Yeah, I would say the cleaning business was that, that idea. Yeah, he had brought it twice, uh, the cleaning business. That one he had brought. Um, but there's never said, anything. She said no. You said no twice. <laughs> and then looking back, it was like the best thing that probably ever happened to us, just starting that business. 
not just starting, you're staying with it too, because it's not as easy as it may appear to be. We try to share those ups and downs too. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I definitely bought that to her a few times. And then uh, the trucking, we, I wanted to do trucking. Yep, and, you went ahead and did it, and you I, didn't do it. And I started it, but she was like, nah, I don't do it. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do this. Started, you, you got the LLC. That's what's I got the LLC, went, yeah. Went, and then it just became no. I was like, hell no to that. Well, because the trucking business was going to be ran like the cleaning business. You've got a truck, you find drivers, and they do the work. But a truck is a lot harder to get off the side of a road than a cleaner not showing up. Yeah. I could just tell the client, I'll get somebody else out to you. I can't just say, all right, I'm about to drive to LA to pick up this truck. Oh, I got another truck on the way. Nah. <laughs> she was like, nah. So. Oh, wow. You know, um, you know, speaking about the cleaning business and your process, I seen a tweet, I seen a post that you you guys, you know, remixed, I think recently where it was about, I think Nipsey Hussle said, you know, F the middleman and everything. In your opinion, how important is the middleman to in certain businesses? <laughs> so... In some of the businesses that we all use every day is a middleman. I mean, the Ubers and the Lyfts are the middleman. The Airbnbs is the middleman. Um, Amazon is the biggest Amazon middleman is in the, the world. Amazon. Amazon is the biggest middleman. So, I mean, I think at some point in our life, like maybe back in the day, there was none of that. So it didn't make sense. But at this point, it definitely does make sense. Like you don't have to own, like none of these companies own any i mean amazon have buildings now but they don't own all their products right or everything mm -hmm. like that so same thing with uber they don't own the cars they just connect you and same thing with us we just connect the cleaners uh with the clients for the to do the job yeah i had so. to turn off comments on that post because everyone everyone was like well nipsey hustle meant this i'm like i'm not yeah. saying i don't care what nipsey hustle meant i'm yeah. going up strictly over what he said and just that one quote, I didn't want the before the quote or after the quote, just that one quote. But I know he was talking about, you know, cutting out people and going straight to the source, being your right. own source, being your own product. But it's okay with being the plug sometimes. You don't have to be the source. You don't have to be the outlet. You can be the plug sometimes. It's also like uh, like what you said when people uh, like white label and stuff like yeah. that. Like mm. white labeling, just putting their name on an air fryer or a pen. They didn't invent that pen or air fryer. <laughs> Yeah, they just have their brand on it, and people purchase it because they want to. They like them or whatever. So it's, it's a similar concept. Absolutely. And so, in the cleaning industry, right? How are you using that same concept in your business today? Uh, so the way that we run our business is that we don't clean any homes at all, and we connect the contractor with the cleaning. So uh, the client has to book us online. Everything is done online. It comes in. Then we send it out to the contractors, whoever wants the job, goes to the job and cleans, and that's it. We charge the client and keep it pushing. That's the way that we run our business. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, just like she said, that's exactly the way Uber and Airbnb do it. So, mm -hmm. there's a home or a, uh, a cab, and there's somebody who wants that home or that cab, mm -hmm. and that service provider matches the two, and they take their, their cut from it. Yeah. They handle the customer service, they handle the hiring, they handle the recruitment. They handle the marketing. They handle all the issues in between. And all you got to worry about is either doing the, job. doing the job or getting or having the or getting the job done by somebody. It depends on what side you want. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty far. So do you guys do you guys ever have to go see like the bookings or anything like that? Do you guys ever like or you guys are just simply just orchestrating and organizing everything? Uh, just orchestrating and organizing. I mean, we have enough information on our website that kind of tells us what's happening in the home. Right. Yes, sometimes our contractor gets there and it's more than what the client may have described on 
when they booked us. Um, but then we, you know, we have our virtual assistants reach out and say like, price is changing based off of this and we'll go from there. Doesn't happen a lot of times because like I said, everything is pretty much laid out clearly enough for them to choose and, and decide what they need. They can see the price. They have to put their card down for us to even come out. Uh, we put a hold on the card. So all of that information is there. So it's pretty clear and straightforward. Yeah, and going back to that Airbnb, it's like if you get to the home and they say that there was a bed there and there's no right. bed, you're not going to the person that owns the home. You're going to Airbnb. Hey, I paid for this service. Mm -hmm. right. It doesn't have a bed. You said it had a bed, and Airbnb is handling that customer service part. Mm -hmm. They either going to get you a new um, Airbnb or refund you. Mm -hmm. So we don't ever go to see any homes. We can do everything online at this. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's dope. It sounds like there's a lot of different moving pieces. So how important so is our systems in your business, as well as in life, how important is it to have systems for you guys? So, I mean, I'm going to be, I guess, honest with you. We're in the process of really getting systems down now in year we're going into year five, I guess. We're between four and five. Um, now, we, four and a half. We've always had a booking system in regards to booking us online, putting your card information, that type of stuff. Um, but being very, very clear on, like, SOPs, being very, very clear on things like that is what we're really buckling down on this year um, because we want to continue to grow. And so it's really just been us the whole time we've had like VAs here and there, but not to the scope of handling everything. And so now we recently, like two weeks ago, hired our operations manager to start to take over so we can remove ourselves and grow like that. So systems are important because we've had that like system for the cleaning business, but we are now trying to really get that in order of everything else. So that there's no reason if you have to think about like what happens if this happens? No, it's written down. As a document, you go do the same steps over and over because we right. were like, it's the same. It's nothing. We haven't seen anything new. There's been nothing new after the first mm -hmm. two years. There is nothing new that's happening. We right. went through it once. We went through it twice. And if you're going through the same thing more than one time, it needs to be written down and documented. Yeah. And we tell people that, too, because people say, like, well, when in your first year or your first month, how was this, that, and other? We're like, one, this was our first business. So... It was just vibes for a very long time. We didn't get <laughs> to a year and a half in. We didn't really document certain things. So yeah. I know it's hard in this day and age. It's so much people measure uh, 100K or 10,000 yeah. or stuff like that. But sometimes you just have to start and do it. And that's how we did it. We didn't have any idea. But that wasn't going to stop us from starting and, and getting it done. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, well, I'm, I got to ask a question about that. But... You know, as you guys continue to grow and scale, congratulations, by the way. Do you guys find that it's hard to relinquish control at all? Or are you just like, all right, take, take it? Um, oh, to give control to other people? Yeah, for example, you guys oh. are scaling. So, you know, get operations managers, VAs, all those different things. You think it's hard to, guys, before you guys were doing it all on your own, uh -huh. you find it hard to kind of give that control to other delegate of tasks to other people? Or you guys are just like, man, take this responsibility. I don't need it anymore. I think yeah. we both are like take it, we don't need it. We're not really control freaks. <laughs> Either of us, neither of us are really control freaks. Um, and we understand while we're going through the process of like, yeah, we really have to break this down for someone because the whole time we've just been doing it, right? Or we we know in our head when this happens and this happens, but how do you verbalize for someone to follow that same exact step? Um, so the earlier you can do something like that in your business, the easier it probably is because you're not stuck in that way. You know, you're coming up with all these other things. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I would say with that. But we're, we're fine giving away the control. Like we had 
something happened yesterday where we had to, we were like, we were going to let them do it. And then I sent the response and she was like, you said you're going to let them figure it out. And yeah. And I was like, and you got to get like that in business. You're like, this is easy if I just tell you what to do, but yeah. it's going to get to the point where it's like, we're not going to be available. Like yeah. she's about to be out on leave soon. Like, maybe I'm going to be on leave for a couple weeks. Like we got to get them to the point where just no matter what you're doing, get them to the point where you feel comfortable and they got to make mistakes. You got to be okay with them making mistakes, mm -hmm. which is going to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, you know, working together with your with your partner, man, what have you have you guys learned some things about one another that you made? I know you guys have been together for a long time. But is there anything that you guys learned specifically about one another that you may have not known before? Hmm, that's a good one. That's a good question. I don't think anybody's ever asked that. Um, anything we learned, <laughs> anything we learned from each other while working together that we didn't know about each other? I think I, I think you see the if. I think having a you having your your life partner in business is is a blessing, um, in disguise because I don't think you would mm -hmm. learn anything new about them unless you got married and it started the business at the same time, mm. because at that point you've already just you can run a household, you can run a family, you can have a baby, and the business is, it shouldn't change anything because you've already done all that stuff. You got a house together, you got married together, you got a dog together, mm -hmm. so all that stuff is the same exact thing. And it's kind of moving over into the business yeah. side of it. And I don't think it changes who you are. And if it does, yeah. then maybe that, that's a concern. But I think your personality pretty much stays the same when it comes to when it comes to business. So like I know that if it's up to him with, with anything, if it's up to him, he'll hit the ground running straight and that's it. Nobody's nobody's stopping him with whatever it is. So you have to slow him down, maybe in that regard. But that's the same thing in life. It's not like only for business, right? Or uh with business like he can always talk about new ideas and ways of making money and ways that people can improve and i would be like all right we gotta shut this down because i ain't talking about that right now <laughs> the housewives are on like we <laughs> we're moving on you know so i don't think that really changes with business okay. and personality per se absolutely um what are some of the ways that you, you hold one another accountable how, how do you guys show up for one another list I be writing lists all the time. Yeah, she'll, she'll send out a list. <laughs> What's your uh, sign? Email a list. Email a list. <laughs> and it depends on what we're talking about. So you yeah. talk about um, in business, yes, we're going to write down a list. Even in life, so we got, it's just different lists or different notepads. <laughs> business notepad and personal notepad. So yeah. definitely keeping each other accountable um, by having that documented and written down so we know who's doing what. But even in a personal, let's say, you know, we're trying to, we haven't worked out in a couple weeks, uh, a couple months with the baby, but. Well, you a couple months, but it's like, all right, well, when we're going to the gym, it's like we go to the gym four or five times this week. Oh, what time? And what time we're going? What are you going to do when you get there? Are we going together? Are you going in the morning? Am I going at night? So keeping each other accountable by also doing things together as well. Planning it out, putting it on our calendar. Just being very intentional about it is what mm -hmm. uh, we really stress because if not, it doesn't, it doesn't get done. So like this podcast is on a calendar. Uh, tomorrow we got something on the calendar. Like it's all in the calendar as well, so that we both know. I'd be like, check the calendar. It's, it's there. <laughs> it's on the calendar. If it's not on the calendar, it's not happening. Yeah, especially now with yeah. the way life has been so crazy, and uh, we have a baby on the way, things like that. We mm. definitely have a calendar alerts, two alerts happening, so things like that. <laughs> Absolutely, and congratulations on the baby on the way. That's amazing. Thank you. Like, what was, the, what was the initial response when you guys found out? Was this, was this intentional? Was it just like, oh, okay, about time? Like, uh, <laughs> No, I mean, at one point, we had said that we wanted to, uh, once we paid off our debt, which we did that when I had 
just turned 30. We had said like, oh, let's start a family then. Um, but we paid off the debt and was like, mm, let's have some fun with this money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we really want to bring a kid involved in this right now. Like we could afford it to, but we just didn't want to. Um, so last year, everything, I think everything we do, we kind of like plan it out really. Um, with the way things go, with him quitting his job, with us dropping a podcast, we really kind of planned it out. So we were like, all right, we're ready now. Ready is relative because it was re always ready for a child. But we're like, okay, we're, we can start a, a family now with all that we have going on. So that's how we could, did it. And then you could try to be as intentional as you want with something like this. But right. <laughs> God is going to, God is going to bless you when he's ready to bless you. Right. And you got to be ready for it. But we made the mindset shift or the not even the mindset we make changes in our lifestyle that said we're gonna start trying to have a kid now yeah absolutely, absolutely. So after that it was just god's timing <laughs> absolutely absolutely i know you guys mentioned that you guys are from um brooklyn new york now growing up in new york i was actually talking to um someone yesterday or rock kim yesterday right and he made us he made an interesting statement where he said that you know a lot of the people in new york they grow up in apartments and so home, home ownership is not something that is familiar to them it's new to a lot of people was that something, did you have anybody to kind of call on when it was time for you guys to get a home or was it all new to So he is correct. We grew up in apartments. I mean, our both of our mothers still live in apartments in Brooklyn. Um, so, but we've known family members that do have homes as well. So it wasn't like a foreign thing, like, oh, nobody I know has a, has a home. Family members. And but not friends. many. Not many, but family members and friends that do have homes. So moving down to Dallas, it was kind of like, eventually we will get a house because there's space here. It makes sense. The, the bang for your buck, things like that um, is how we rationalize it. And then we were in an apartment up until December just now. We had said to ourselves that we probably won't get a home until we have to, meaning that we had a family growing, which even then we've lived in a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartments since we've been down mm -hmm. here so we could have made it like a nursery or something but uh that's what made us get a home only because we have a child on the way if not i'm about that apartment life it's very easy <laughs> yeah, we aren't those people that's like oh you gotta get a house and no. all of that stuff no we would not. continue to own properties that we don't live in and live in our apartment which is totally fine uh sometimes i see some apartment i'm like hey you look at that even now i'm like look at that one that one looks nice <laughs> but I, think, I think having a house, just you know, having a dog running his backyard, knowing that it's ours, yeah. it's a different, it's a different level of satisfaction. So I tell people like, your car drives differently when it's paid off, as silly as it sounds. But when I know I own the car, it's mine. It's paid off. It's a different experience. When I know I own the house, I could go in there, paint the walls. I could go in there, rip up the carpet, and I don't got to worry about a landlord coming to me or asking, you know, about deposits or anything. Having my dog running the front and the back, and it's a different level of. Um, Excitement, I guess I would yeah. say, but I'm not against apartment living. Trust yeah. me, because we needed a light a light bulb change. We call them like it's very minimum. The ear, the ear of that, like every little thing you need, you you call them and they do it. So it's just yeah, living in the house is very. Expensive. He got to do it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, house is very expensive. Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, out of all the businesses that you guys currently operate currently, is there like a favorite for you guys? That's a great question. Another good one that we don't get with favorite, um, I don't know if it's favorite, maybe, I mean, all of them involve dealing with people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only, I think a lot of businesses will involve dealing with people. What I mean by dealing with people is that it's a lot of customer service. 
and you just can't please everyone. I mean, the cleaning business is what taught us that, that you can't please everyone regardless of what's what. Um, I could tell somebody that we're African-American, they could tell me no. I could tell somebody the sky is blue, they could tell me no, right? So that has been, I think, a challenge with the businesses. I don't know which one would be my favorite, though. I would say my favorite business that we own. So we got the cleaning business, we got the virtual assistant business, we got rental property business, and we got the Harchimony. The Harchimony brand. I said, I said the Harchimony brand. Yeah, yeah. We can reach more people in the Harchimony than we can, we can. with anything else. Mm -hmm. We can share our story more. Mm -hmm. um, we could we can impact more lives. So I would say the Harchimony brand, the the business itself, is probably the most fulfilling. Absolutely. That kind of leads into my next question. Thank you. How important is it to have a strong personal brand? You know, I, I see you guys and the brand is strong. You guys are Good Morning America, Eric Campbell. You guys are on all these different platforms, the media mentions in the news. Like, how important is it to have a solid personal brand? Hold on. None of those were paid for either. Hey. <laughs> you know when they told me that people could pay for that. I'm like, I don't even know that. Yeah, you, um, you definitely, you definitely pay for those. None of those were paid for. Yeah. Um... What was it? What did you just ask? Money.com, Tom. I can keep going. How Wait, important is it to have a, a how important <laughs> to have a solid personal brand? Oh, okay. So I think it's twofold, right? I think it's twofold. I think it's good to have a personal brand because then people see who you who you are and people buy based off of you most of the time, right? Because if a lot of people are coaches for how to create a course, or a lot of people, there's many coaches out there, but for some reason they gravitate to you because of your personal brand. So I think that that's a good thing. On the other side of it, I think that that means that I always have to be working. So uh -huh. even if I hire someone under us to say, like, they work with the Harchimony now, is it going to hit the same? You know, are you still going to be like, well, it's not Janoka and Anthony showing up. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. seeing their personality. I'm not seeing the New Yorkers that are straightforward. You know what I mean? So I think it's, it, it can be twofold of having a personal brand and it being connected to your business. And how do you separate that as well? But you don't also want to have your personal brand be the only form of income you get as well. Right. Because if they they decide to cancel us one day, and let's say the heart money was our only source of money, Correct. it's a wrap. We got no more money. But our cleaning right. business, we don't even we don't even post a name anymore. We don't show up. The, pe the people who book our services don't know who we are. Right. Instagram, we try not to share who we are for that business because we don't go for Instagram. We don't go to Instagram for those clients. So yeah. I think having that separation is important. But if you're on Instagram, I think it's important for you to have some sort of brand um, recognition as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you feel like you ever received some type of hate within your business because someone maybe didn't like your personalities online? Or like ever uh, within any business, you're saying? Yeah, within any business. Maybe they just, I don't like you guys. I'm going to leave a bad review on your page or something. Uh, not, not really. I mean, you find people that don't agree with you, which is totally fine. Um, but then I always say, you know, you can keep it pushing. Like, you don't got to tell me. I, it doesn't matter to me. It's like, if you say, I'm going to follow you. It's yeah, like, yeah. Right, like, okay. Um, but no, most of the people that follow us is mostly, like, positive things. But we do understand as well, the more exposure we get, the more trolls that you would get. And we just block it. Like, when we was on Good Morning America, like, if, if you go to that YouTube page when we was on Good Morning America, you see them like, oh, all they did was pay off debt. Oh, yeah, they had high incomes. Oh, yeah. They rented out their car. Of course they could have done this. They were married. Of course they could have done this. They got kids. They don't got no kids. Of course they could have done this. So you got those are the type of comments you really get in a space like this where people give you the exceptions to the rules. Like, oh, they don't have kids, so they should be able to pay off this debt. Or they both work Projecting together. why they didn't do it. <laughs> exactly. So they yeah, got to give you those I reasons. mean, because there's doctors, there's lawyers, there's people that make more money than us that's not 
you know, that still don't pay off their debt. So what do you say to that? You know yeah. what I mean? So we understand our advantage. Yeah, we understand that with making more higher, having a higher income or not having a child, children that assist with it. But that's not the whole story. That's not the only reason we paid off debt. <laughs> so those are the things so, you'll see online where it's like, all right, you just hate it. And you just kind of got to keep it moving. Yeah. Well, that's dope. That's dope, man. And, you know, so being a mental health therapist, I'm pretty sure you know mental health is very important, right? You guys do a lot. You guys do a lot. You guys are on go. How do you guys find balance? Like, what are some of the things that you guys do to stay grounded? Um, I think mainly, like, cutting it off. Like, for me, I mean, because Anthony ain't going to cut nothing off. Um, so for me, just simply saying like, all right, today or right now, we're not going to talk about it. Like we go on walks, say, for example, we're like, we're not talking about anything business on walks. We're just walking, talking about anything else but our businesses. Because when we're here at the computers, we're, that's all we're doing. Um, so being intentional about that, be, you know, when we have our date nights, making sure that we're doing that. I think we go on a, we go on a fair amount of dates and hanging out with other friends and family members and stuff like that. When we're at the dinner table, we don't got a table right now, but you know we're just moving in. When we're at the dinner table, not having your phone on, not on, but not using your phone or for watching the show. So things like that is the way that we try to stay connected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. And you know, guys, you know, um, one of the questions that I like to ask all of my guests when they come on this show is what is the definition of success, right? Now, success, it varies depending on where you are in life. It doesn't have to be monetary. It could just be family. It could just be peace of mind. What is the two, I want both of you guys to answer, what is each one of you guys' definition? I would say my definition of success is exactly what we're doing now. Um, marriage, dog, you know, house, kid on the way, um, and having the freedom and flexibility to say, you know, we're working for ourselves. I think, you know, that's, that's success to me. There's levels of what we're doing now. We may be at the ground level of what we're doing currently, mm -hmm. but this is the top level of what we were doing previously, so. Right. Um, and so success for me is like freedom and being able to travel more as well. So right now, I, don't, I wouldn't say I have freedom because I have two nine to five. So um, I do have freedom to an extent with the businesses. And mm -hmm. do I need my 295? not 95, nine to five, not necessarily. Um, but that freedom and being able to pick up and travel whenever we want. All of our family is still in New York. So we go back pretty often. But, and with me working from home for both of my jobs, it makes it a bit easier to be flexible in that regard. But I still want to travel the world and do all these other things. So that's kind of what, um, and then I think also success would be like growing our businesses that people are under us and we really, we just may have to sign the check. Like I don't gotta, I don't, I don't even need to hear from you. Just you're somebody else is running the business for me, which is what we're hoping to do with our operations manager, uh, with uh, made some match. So with our cleaning business, sorry. Mm -hmm. Do you ever see yourself leaving your nine to? I know he recently retired from his nine to five. Do you see yourself retiring anytime soon from your jobs? Um, I don't know. I say that sometimes, like um that maybe when I come back after this, like at the end of this year, beginning of next year, uh, I'm definitely letting go of one of them. So I'll just have one. That's a definite. Uh, but I don't know when that would happen. Do I plan to stay there until maybe like 60, 65? No. Um, but I don't know if that's a year or two years from now or what that looks like. Yeah, she could definitely leave. So I don't know what's holding her back. So. <laughs> you be telling her to leave? I've been telling her to leave, but yeah. I don't know what's holding her back. <laughs> 
Now, what, like, my last question, what's, what's, some, what's like three principles that you want to leave for your kid, for your child, your, new, your newborn child is coming right now? Three, three principles for them? Yeah, that you want to instill in them. Like, like what, what are some things that you guys are talking about? Kind of like, this is definitely how we want to raise our child. Is it going to be different from the way you guys were raised? What are three different things you guys want to do, you know, in your household that's going to specifically position your kids for success? Well, I don't want, well, this is part of success. It's definitely, our child is definitely going to be raised different from us because we grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Our child will be in Dallas, Texas. And um, there's not much diversity here. So I think that we would have to, I mean, in the area that we live in, or that we will probably continue to live in. So I think that we would have to really be intentional about sharing cultural experiences and what that means and sending them to New York to experience that, um, of like a melting pot and stuff like this. That's one thing that I know that I am adamant about doing with my child, our child and being intentional about. I would say another one would be just, you know, like when you, you know, like when your parents always say stay out of grown folks' business or mind your business or yeah. like, no, we're going to have conversations about money. We're going to have conversations oh, about right. family. Oh. And mommy and daddy are arguing. We're going to talk about that. Um, oh, that ain't my tea. Yeah, they're going to need to know why. They need to know why. <laughs> they need to understand what's happening in the household. Why is daddy, you know, why is mommy mad at daddy or, or yeah. why are we talking about money or the conversation around the family or why are we moving or like conversations are going to be more open. Um, I think that's that's kind of what I, I I like growing up. Obviously, you know, you have those general conversations about school and stuff like that, but have those conversations around what the, what's happening in the household and the world and what experiences are we going through. Um, I think that'd be important to me. Yeah, I think that money conversation is important because I didn't. I mean, you I kind of had an idea of people in your family that you assume was doing well or that you know was good with money, things like that. Uh, but not detailed, right? And so not real conversations about that. So I think that is another one. A third one would be... That was, that was you three. had two? No, that was three already. Oh, okay. You I got, have... you got another one? No, 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 <laughs> I don't have one. That's what I'm saying. If you did oh. three, then we got... <laughs> got another one. That's fine. That money conversation is going to be huge, though, because yeah. when we're talking about, like, we just, um like, we finished up our will and trust in our state and all of that stuff, and now we got to get it notarized. So it's like, you got to have those conversations every year to update the document. So now, when our kid is old enough, it's gonna be like, all right, you five years old, maybe, I don't know, five. I know what you mean. I haven't been around kids in a while. <laughs> you don't know whatever, what age they Whatever age is outstanding, you gotta say, all right, well, here's what's in our will in our state. Here's the stuff that you own. Here's the stuff that when we pass, you'll have access to. Here's the stuff that you have to control. Here's our businesses. Here's our finances. Here's our bank accounts. So those are the type of conversations that we wanna have. And then even in my family, I, I don't know if my, mo my mother has a life insurance policy, uh, I don't know how much it is. I don't know what happens if she passes. Um, I don't know if my little brothers have that information. So these are the conversations you want to have when we, you know, we bring our kids into this world so that it doesn't come a, a taboo topic when they say, hey, how much money do you have, mom? Like, mind your business. You don't need to know how much money I got. <laughs> They're going to take you back to school. That's why. Tell uh, all their friends. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you got you got to plan a homeschooling then. You guys are going to go to school? Oh, yeah. No, I never thought of homeschooling personally. Um yeah, I'm all for, I'm a social butterfly, so I'm all for, I know they can socialize in other ways, um, but I'm not at the point that I feel like my child should be homeschooled. Um, you know, they can, if I feel like they need a better school than the public system, there's other schools out there, I feel. So, yeah, they're definitely going to be. I thought about homeschooling, just to be intentional about what you're teaching your kids. I thought about it. Yeah, yeah I, I think, because one, um, one of my friends in Dallas, he home, him and his wife 
homeschools their kid and their kid is growing up absolutely amazing. And he's like, everything we want our kids to learn, they're learning at home, but they're learning it the way we want them to learn it. So um, I think I think about it. I don't know. Janoke's not going to let me do it. So uh, That's a no for me. I mean, <laughs> I'm not doing the teaching. I mean, let's be clear. You can have people come in there. Well, you got two jobs. You can't teach. Yeah, they're going to stop and teach. <laughs> that ain't my thing. So like, after a certain grade, it's like, all right. <laughs> so, yeah. You guys are hilarious, man. But no, I just want to say, you know, I really appreciate you, too, for sitting down and talking with me. I know it's been, you know, hectic with everything going on. Congratulations on the new home again, guys. Congratulations on the new bundle of joy that's coming. Thank and you. I just want to say, you know, it's been a special conversation talking to you guys and learning more about you guys. For the people who may want to know more about you guys, where can they find you? Um, well, they can hit the arrow at the top, that drop down, and click follow there. That's a start. Um, that's the start. Uh, but the Heartrimony is the name of our page where you can find us and find more information. We also have a podcast called the Heart Dog, um, Heart Dog Hustle Podcast. And we have a cleaning business course at cleaningbusinessuniversity.com where we teach people how to get their cleaning business up and running without cleaning homes as well. So, uh, those are YouTube the channel? places. YouTube channel, blogging? YouTube, The Heartrimony as well. That's the name of our YouTube channel. And so we post our podcast there. We post just like life events. We recently bought like my mother a car. We have that on there. We have that. What else do we have on there? Showing our, showing our family reactions. So when we told them we were pregnant. And then today we actually just put our baby shower on there on YouTube. So there's a lot of good information there as well. So. That's dope. That's dope. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Please thank get you. some rest. I know you came straight home from work to do this. Thank you for that. Please get some rest. Go lay down. Take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> so appreciate rest. you for having us, bro. Really do. Yeah, of course, man. I appreciate that, man. You guys have a great rest of the day. You, right, too. you too. Take care. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye. So I'm about to close this, man. But guys, man, that's a powerful conversation. That's the definition of a power couple. They've known each other for over... 20 years. How many of you guys can stay in the room with someone that you knew for over 20 years, right? Man, shout out to them. They own a cleaning company. They own rental properties. They do, I think they said Toro. They do VAs, man. You can definitely work with your partner, man. Definitely can work with your partner. I just want to say thank you so much for my special guest today. They've done almost a million dollars in their cleaning business. They wiped away over $100,000 of debt in less than two years. Definitely are the couple that you want to follow, man. Definitely learn from them. They have a course that can teach you how to do the same. And, you know, I was able to meet these people because simply because of social media, simply because of seeing them on other platforms and people that I know, that is the power of social media. If you want to learn how you can grow your connection via social media, click the link in my bio. Click the link in my bio. You know, I got some gems in there, man. But, again, thank you guys for tuning in. It's your boy, J.R. Lee. Man, I'm, I'm doing this live thing more often. Again, I love doing this live thing, you know, because the Fly on the Wall show originally, the concept, you know, was to do like a live TV format. I'm in Atlanta, baby. So just stick to, just stay tuned. Stay tuned, man. The show is about to continue to grow. Thank you for everybody that's been tuning in. Thank you for everybody that's been tuning in. If you're tuning in right now, you're not following me, do the right thing. Click that follow button. Click the link in my bio. Check out the rest of my episodes. I got so many powerful, amazing guests. I got a special guest coming for you guys. I got the founder. I got the founder of FUBU. FUBU. I already had two founders of FUBU. I got the founder of Reebok coming on later this month. Stay tuned for that. That's, what, that's something I've been working on for a while. It's about to be an amazing conversation, man. But thank you guys for tuning in. It's your boy, J. Ali. Peace.